Welcome to We're Talking Bears, where we bring you the latest in the Chicago Bears experience. I'm uncle, nephew, and I'm son. And we're talking bears. Yeah, yeah. So uh victory, well it's not Monday no more. Uh victory week. Uh, following Bears v Lions, we actually came out of the bye week strong, you know, feeling good, feeling right. So, uh, you know, of course, I'm son, this uncle, we're talking Bears. We love our audience. We love having you guys watch along with us, enjoying, you know, kind of sharing what's going on this season. And, uh, you know, just remember, jam those buttons, like, comment, subscribe, get those views up. We're, we're really getting um, some really good subscriber counts. Some really good numbers on some of these videos, man. We just want to keep growing. We just want to, you know, keep that audience growing. So, uh, you know, make sure you're letting us know what you think. Make sure you're letting us know if you like these videos. And uh, we'll keep making them because this is what we enjoy doing. So without further ado, without further ado. Victory chain! The victory chain! Got to put it on. We won again. Man, I'll take it. I'll take it. You know, it was was a a big win, a big game. A uh, big statement from Fluce, from the defense, from Montez Sweat, from Justin Fields, from really the whole team. Uh, we, we really came out swinging on that first drive. Uh, credit to Luke Gassi with that awesome play call um, to do that reverse to DJ. Uh, man, yeah, there was-, was some incredible plays. That reverse with DJ, you know, where uh, 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 DJ Moore, Justin rolls over. To, to uh looking like it's gonna you know to to, to a wide receiver bunch position mm-hmm. dj moore steps behind takes the hike justin comes through as if it's gonna be a reverse to him and half the defense freezes when they see justin going toward the ball yeah that was that was that was really creative and really good Man. and i've seen them use like that that was a really nice use of them so two things i noted on that play specifically just to just to kind of dive into that a little tiny bit the first thing is when Justin Fields lined up out wide, he falls started. But the ref was so surprised, he missed it. The ref missed it. But Justin Fields, so did I. He fall started on that play. 100% he fall started. Wow. I thought nobody caught that. I was watching the, I was watching the broadcast. I was like, <laughs> I was like oh, I, they didn't call it. All right, cool. Run it. So we got lucky on that one. That was, that was I, I didn't see the false start. I was so like, what? Watch you know, it, watch I was so tripping on what's going on. Right. I was looking for fields because because Moore was in the backfield. I was like, wait a minute. And then I looked and I seen him up in a bunch. And then he just kind of flinched before the before the thing started. I was just like, ah, as a wide receiver, you can't do that. So right. you know, it was it was pretty it was a funny moment. And then the second thing I noticed when Fields started his sweep. I want to say it was Aiden Hutchinson and both of the safeties, both safeties locked on fields and were just out of the play. It was like four dudes. There was one other person. I don't remember who it was. I saw three. I saw three. It was it was free safety, strong safety, Aiden Hutchinson at the line, who probably had that assignment for any like reverses and, and contained. And then both safeties, though, were probably they were like, that's Justin Fields split out wide. And then he started running that way. And they were just like, where is he going? And then the play right. was by him already. It was it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Oh, I, I want to see. And this is Luke Getsy. I know you don't watch this podcast. You've got better things to be doing. And dang it, you need to be doing them, especially this week of all weeks, because the Browns defense is incredible. Build off of it. 
build off of that kind of play. We like when you hit on something like that, you have to show people that again and then trick them and do something else, right? Show them that look. So they think, are they doing this again? And then while they're, while they're thinking that, you can hit them with something else because they're still trying to process what you're already doing and what you did last week, right? I'm going to tell you what they hit them with. Then, then, then the other part is hit them with the same thing from a different look. That's the hit them with the first. Hit them with the same thing. Hit them. Check this out. Hit them with the same thing from the same look. Maybe after you do that, but first. That's the second. A couple weeks before you do the same thing from the same look. <laughs> do them both in the same game. Uh, right, right. Multiple, multiple plays in the same formation to make same exact run the exact same play, but this time actually hand Justin the ball and then let him throw but, it. Yes, but have Mooney going behind the safeties on a deep post. That's what I mean by show them. Show right. them no, no, I know what you're saying. That's what I but mean. That's it. Because Mooney, I mean, have Mooney, on. he's like the. One of the fastest guys have him flying out of there, and he's yeah. true to catch. Mm. So when you do it, those two safeties freeze, and Mooney goes behind him. Because when Fields it's gets over. that, when Fields gets that, you got to have a personal protector to block that end. We saw that end jump down immediately when Justin came around. You don't even have to have no, that. Check this out. You do. You do. If, if, no, no, no. Watch this. If Justin, no, if Justin doesn't fall, start. DJ Moore gets the hike and starts going his way. When Justin gets the handoff, he stops and throws the ball. He's not going all the way that way. He throws the ball because because when they see it, they'll That's, recognize the play. You can't, plan, uh, you can't plan for everything to work perfectly is what I'm saying. You can't plan for everything. So you got to put a personal protector on that that one guy. Either that's going to be a guard that pulls the other way to 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 block him while the tackle blocks down or whatever, however you want to do it. I don't right. want to that personal protector. You got to have somebody there to block the end. Let's also give let's also give credit. Then, but yes, I love that Mooney deep shot off of that play. That would be awesome. That's that's the perfect way to build off of that. That's what I want to see from Getsy is take the success and then and use it to engineer more success. Use the, the other thing, the other thing with that whole play. The blocking was phenomenal. Oh yeah. Brax everybody Brax um Patrick, everybody. I mean, Patrick with the one arm. I'm gonna just hit you in your chest because you you're a little man. Mm -hmm. You know, there was the, the receivers, uh, uh, um, 23, our rookie running back. Everybody murked their blocks. I mean, DJ Moore walked in untouched, and there were guys over there. Mm -hmm. You know, and man, the blocking was phenomenal on that yep. play, and many others. There were many other plays where the blocking was phenomenal. There were some plays where it wasn't as great, right? Like the play he escaped from a sack and safety. The blocking wasn't so great. Yeah, but but at the same time, that was a really that was a really crafty blitz. They sent, I think it was Anzalone on a delay up the A gap. Lucas Patrick being the weakest link in our line. Tevin was occupied. He's blocked two people so many times this year. I'm not gonna hold that against him that he didn't. Come off of the deep. It came around the. Uh, it came around the right side. So yeah, Darnell, Darnell, really Darnell forced him deep though, which is all you can ask of your tackle when they do that speed rush. Darnell did his job and forced him deep. Fields, being the absolute physical monster that he is, was Anzalone had his arms around Fields' waist in the end zone like this, and Fields just was like walk through it. Like it just it just didn't matter. He just fell off of him. 
And credit to Roshan for keeping up on his block and continuing to push and continuing to give that effort to help Fields escape like that. Credit to the rest of the O-line that held their blocks up so he could escape out the right side um, and give him that give him that alley. And then but you saw that speed. A beast, dude. Oh, my God. And, and then from, from the break tackle to the shore velocity where his legs are just stretching and moving faster than other people's legs move. I yeah. mean, he's just covering more ground with a longer stride with faster moving legs. That's yeah, it's, he's just he just he's just that guy. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he's, I mean, he's, he's running past guys that are running full speed as if they're standing still. It's like when you get walked on the highway by a significantly faster car. You're just oh, like, yeah, yeah that yeah. happened. Yeah, no, like yeah, no, that guy's got 600 horsepower. There's nothing right. Right. He, feels, he just walks. Fields has about 1,270 horsepower when he really turns it on and like opens that Bugatti engine up. It's 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 gross. Like he's just he's the he's the Bugatti electric. If you you see that company that Bugatti bought, it's an electric company. And yeah, that uh, Richard Hammond flew through that car off the uh, off the hill. No, I didn't see it. He wrecked it. Rimac. Rimac is the company. Rimac. Yeah, Rimac one. This is totally top gear tangent, but man, look, if you don't like top gear, man, I can't help you right now. But he wrecked it. The Rimac, he, they were doing like testing when the Rimac one was new. It was like 2015, 2016, somewhere around there. And they were doing like a hill climb. And they did a hill climb in a couple of cars. And then the Rimac was the last one and Hammond was in it. And he got to the end. And then I guess it was supposed to stop or turn or something, but just didn't. And then he flew off the hill, rolled down the hill, and then the car caught fire. And he like crawled out of the car and went to the hospital. It was crazy. It was crazy. Wow. They probably won't let him drive the electric because the electric one is significantly faster. That that was the first generation of the electric. That was the electric. They had 1,200 horsepower at the time. They they asked Top Gear to review another one or the Grand Tour or whoever they were at the time. They asked those guys to review another one. And they were like, specifically, Richard Hammond is not allowed to drive this car. Somebody else has to do it. So James May, I think, drove it and, and did the review. It was so funny. That is that is definitely Justin Fields. But we yeah. also have, I mean, think about our bestiality. We also have DJ Moore, the beast. I mean, him on that uh, uh, on the play where we drew offsides, Justin draws offsides the Lions and then lets it fly. But DJ was gone. He burnt his man God, so bad. Release. He DJ lit him on fire. Sting on that fourth and 13. First of all, we got to do a whole another five minutes about that play. But DJ's release on that was one of the dirtiest wide receiver releases I have seen since Mooney burned, uh, who was it, Jalen Jalen, we wouldn't burn Jalen Ramsey and then Nick Foles just overthrew him into the moon. But he started off lined up, press man, you know, over center of line. Justin Fields, you know, they're doing all this crazy stuff with the snap. He does the outside release, right? Just stutter step, outside release right off the line. The corner turns to the outside thinking he's going to fade up the sideline. DJ flips his hips, inside releases the cornerback turns this way and then turns all the way back around this way before he takes a oh, step you DJ, DJ was gone you Stabbed. cannot do the full circle turn it was disc he put that dude in a blender it was gross and it was that fast that oh man fast. and he was gone and it was nobody that could help no DJ help possible DJ Moore doesn't make the pro bowl 
we riot, period. Hey, Thanks. we all, let, let's get this right here on We're Talking Bears. If we're getting some listenership, which we are nowadays, get on your computer, go to NFL.com and vote for DJ on that Pro Bowl, man. Yep, that yep. dude, you can come check on, out. he is one of the top receivers in the NFL from every standpoint, has been consistent, doesn't matter what team, doesn't matter who's throwing the ball. He's a beast. He's over a thousand yards this season. He is a, a merkin it. He's, I mean, it's just nuts. He's, he's over sixty-two hundred yards on his six-year career. He probably will reach sixty-six hundred, which would put him at uh, average in eleven hundred, an average of eleven hundred a year. Mm-hmm. He's he's on this year. He's got seven touchdowns. That's a career year. He's at a thousand yards. He he needs a thousand seventy one, so he needs another hundred and thirty yards for that to be a career year. Uh, he he's got a seventy four percent catch percentage. You know, not to include he got his first rushing touchdown of the year. Um, you know, he's got a sixty two percent success rate receiving. Um, it, it's just nuts. Year. just an absolute phenomenal year from DJ Moore. This was nuts. a slam dunk acquisition. Credit to Ryan Poles for getting the Panthers like entire livelihood ripped out from under. And we get a one-one. <laughs> and we get the first pick. And we get it's crazy that we got Darnell Wright, DJ Moore, and the first pick. Ah, ah, ah when was the last time the Bears had such fortune? Like, wow. Ah, Man, that's a that's a straight up crime. Hey, speaking of that, so we get a one-one. Levels of robbery. So we get a one-one, right? So we get a one-one, and I've been considering and talking with folks and whatnot about what do we do with the one one and i know you and i were uh, uh, had our hearts beating exactly the same talking about marvin harrison jr but then i've changed my mind yeah what, what do you think we should do with that one one and the other first round pick? ah man okay so this is a tough conversation because there's two there's three trains of thought right the first thing is trade down that's the that's the most obvious Thing that we should do one ryan poles loves to trade down period end of story we know that and the amount of picks you can get for the caleb williams drake made decision to be in your hands and not and there's a lot of qb needy teams that want that decision in their hands there's a lot of teams that will pay top dollar for that decision right because they want the chance at this guy they want the chance at drake may they want the chance at caleb williams for sure what do we got new england patriots definitely going to need a quarterback las vegas raiders Definitely going to need a quarterback. Uh, we're talking um, Jets. The Jets, not so much because they're just oh, waiting the Jets to are, back. They're not. They're not talking about trading up because one, they don't. I don't. Well, they have their first round pick still because they gave the Packers a second for Aaron Rodgers, which is great. Right. Um, but so that uh, just means they have to give us multiple firsts. They got Rodgers. So uh, we're talking. Um, well, the Giants would have been in the conversation, but now they got uh, uh, the new, uh, the new Italian mobster out there yep, yep, yep. finders out there whatever his name is um they got uh who else uh ugh, car's not in it um off the top it's a bunch of team falcons bunch of guys so the the trade market you can drum up the trade market you can drum up in this in this contract year for or this draft year is absolutely insane so the haul we got for for bryce young we could repeat we could literally repeat a player, several first round picks, a couple of extra picks thrown in. We could probably repeat that for this. And it right. wouldn't be out of reach. And we could build a team in the span of three years that rivals the Eagles and the Niners and the Chiefs 
Like we could put that much talent on our roster all over the board for relatively cheap contracts, cost control. While your those other teams, check this, check, let me interrupt you. While those other teams have overpaid in some areas for their talent, mm -hmm. great talent, but overpaid and have to uh, cap, you know, dump people because of cap. But, but think about, think about if you're able to get, like we've got two first round picks this year. The second pick may end up being a little lower, especially if we make this run. It will be. Playoffs, which I think we, I think we end up somewhere in the fifteen to twenty range at the at the current time. That's where I predict our pick will land. Could be a little higher. Could be a little lower. Point being, we've got two first round picks to grab talent, especially even if we trade back. We're not trading out of the first round entirely, or we're not trade. We're probably not trading out of the top ten entirely. So we get a top ten pick, a later first round pick. We can kick this can down the road and have another top pick next year. We can kick that can down the road, have another top pick the year after that. So we're talking multiple years of first round, potentially even top 10 picks, depending on who we're trading to and why. So that is the obvious, like, if you really want to set this franchise up to just be perennial powerhouse talented, that's how you do it. So here, here's my here's my thought. Here's my thought and here's why. Okay. I'm going to give you the thousand yard receiving seasons in Bears history. So mm -hmm. Allen Robinson has two. Mm -hmm. Alshon Jeffrey has two. Uh, Brandon Marshall has two. Marty oh, Booker has two. Ooh, yeah. Um, Marcus Robinson has one. Curtis yeah. Conway has one. Mm -hmm. Jeff Graham, don't even remember him, has one. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Curtis Conway has two. My bad. Before that, you go back to Dick Gordon in the 70s, Johnny Morris in the 60s, Johnny Morris. Mike Ditka in the 60s, Harlan Hill in the 50s. Harlan Hill. He's Harlan Hill. Yep. So now that's it. That is all of our thousand yard receivers. Here's my thought. Mooney. Mooney Hold on, we left out Darnell Mooney in 2021. Don't play with your boy. Ah, you're right. You're right. Darnell Mooney, 2021. On, My bad. We always stand bad. Moon. Bro. We love Moon over here. My bad. I did leave him out. Thanks for catching me. There you hey, go. Now, with those numbers and understanding, we're a hundred year run first team. If we draft. Marvin Harrison Jr. and we have DJ Moore. We're not going to have enough targets to go around. First of all, we we don't want to be a forty-plus pass per game team. We've got we don't we don't. We've got great running backs. We've got great blocking. We've got great running schemes. We've got we're 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 near the top of the NFL and running the ball year after year after year. Last time we had a thousand-yard rusher. It's 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 been it was um it was last year with Justin Fields first of all but I'm talking about a running back running back it's been a while we run by committee but it it I don't okay, care that we run by at, committee so let's look at so let's look at running quarterbacks and their top back right Lamar Jackson when was the last time he had a thousand yard rusher has he ever had a thousand yard rusher in his I don't practice? think so I don't think he has Cam Newton. He had, I think, Christian one. Christian McCaffrey at the end. At the very end of his career. I think Christian McCaffrey. He, I think he had one more beyond that, too. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but I think he had one other. 
beyond that, uh, Michael Vick, he had work done, I want to say. But I don't think Warwick was a thousand yard back when he was with Vic. Probably not. Probably not. So the point is, when you have a, a mobile quarterback, that takes a lot of the a lot of the ground game out of your RB's hands. But what it also does is put a lot of wear and tear on your quarterback's body. So what we don't want is to build our team the way the Ravens built their team, which is great for the regular season because it's warm. You can pound it out. You can run all year long. And then when it comes to the playoffs, your QB's legs are tired. He's battling a couple of injuries here and there, just nagging injuries that are getting to him. And then when you get deep in the playoffs and you need a guy that can just square up on a guy one-on-one in the end zone and win that contested catch, where is he? That's how you don't want to build your team. This is the this is the modern NFL. The San, the, the San Francisco 49ers have Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. The uh, – Philadelphia Eagles have AJ Brown and uh and uh what's the buddy's name? Heisman buddy. AJ Brown and uh Devontae Smith. The uh who else? Pretty much every good team go around the league. Like the the Ravens, Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham. You find a good team. Let me interrupt you. I don't disagree with you. Let me interrupt. Every good team has two top flight wide receivers. Two, not one, two. Let, let me interrupt you. And they look so good this year. First of all. I, we don't use Mooney, honestly. We don't That's use who gets his fault. No argument, but we don't use Mooney. Okay, so first of all, Mooney's a lot better than than we don't use him. He's he's a one drop receiver. Boy, you know how much. Not this year, man. Not this year. What does he got this year? It's not, he it's not more sideline. He dropped one on the sideline this this Ravens game. He underran several passes that feels through that one on the and the Redskins game sticks out. He's he's had he's been just not in the right spot. Justin has missed him a couple of times. Like it's him and Justin's connection has been off. No, no disrespect to Mooney. I said earlier, we stand Mooney. We love Mooney over here. I want the Bears to re-sign that man. But I think if we draft a top flight guy, that helps Mooney as much as it helps Justin. Here's the key, though, but I don't honestly on this particular team, I think drafting Marvin Harrison Jr. is the wrong decision with that number one overall because he's the number one overall. He's going to expect 10, 12 targets a game. You got to keep giving DJ more 10, 12 targets a game. That's not who Marvin is. You ain't, you ain't never watched that man play. You ain't never heard him speak nothing because if you're saying that, Marvin is a team first guy. Marvin is the son of a Hall of Famer. He knows what it takes to win. He knows that the game is not about him. He knows he doesn't expect the ball in his hands all the time, even when he's the best player on the team. He is a team first guy, first and foremost, first and always. And he's just like Justin in that regard. He got the same attitude. He got the same humility. And I guarantee you he will fit in this culture in this locker room. So here's where I disagree with you. I think we draft Marvin Harrison, but not number one overall. I think if we trade down with, either like do a do like we did with the Eagles where we moved down a spot um and took well, Darnell behind Hurt. us is New England and then Arizona. Arizona's <laughs> not gonna let Marvin Harrison go. Arizona's not gonna not win any more games the rest of the year. Because they got Kyler Murray back late. Yeah they might win some more. Well, they're gonna win a couple more. They're gonna move their draft. If, if it goes New England, Washington Washington's not they're not picking a quarterback. They, they're not so so you not. might be in trouble there. And what about the Raiders? The Raiders, 
you know, are Raiders they sold on Garoppolo? The Raiders are not sold on Garoppolo. The Ravens are for sure picking a quarterback. So look, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The if if as long as the Cardinals get out of the way, as long as we move the Cardinals somewhere in the five to eight range, we can move back to between two and three. We can get somebody else's first because moving up to not allow somebody else, like for example, New England has to pay that so that nobody leapfrogs them, right? Because of yeah, what about Washington? The Raiders, Washington will take them. What you mean? Washington will take them. They like that. They like that guy that they're working with out there at quarterback. The Commanders. Oh, yeah. you're talking about Sam Howell. Yeah. Yeah, but they also have Jahan Dotson, who they just drafted in the first round a couple years ago, and they have Terry McLaurin, who is a beast. So they they have less room for a top receiver than we do. I think and they just released both of their top defensive ends. So they have more needs on defense than they do on offense. And then if they really want to go offense, their offensive line could use a lot of work. So I think they go like a Olu Fashano or Joe All. I think that's where they go either that or it's going to be like a Jared Verse, Chop Robinson, Dallas Turner type deal where they go for another end to replace Chase Robinson and Montez Sweat. That seems like Washington to me, right? So I don't yeah, think I mean, they, they released both uh, both uh, Sweat and Young Chase. So they really have three good receivers already. They really don't need him. So that's that would be a, a beyond a luxury pick if they were to take him. They could, but it's unlikely. They could do it. They could do a Detroit to take and trade. No, no. Look, I think, look, it's more likely somebody. Uh, and when I say that, I mean, take him and trade the guy that you would have kept. You just do an upgrade. Oh, no, no, no. I know what you're saying. I'm just saying it's not that likely. Oh, uh, what I think, what I think is more likely is we trade back to two or three. They take Caleb Williams, Drake May, one, two, and then we take Marvin at number three. That would be the optimal scenario for the Bears. That would be if we could write, you know, the world to end up the way we want it to end up, that's what would happen. Because we could secure the future the future draft assets, probably get a first-round pick just to move up two spots or whatever it is to go from to leapfrog uh, New England. And then there you go. And then there you go. Jumping, jumping around, I don't want us to forget Cole Komet and Jalen Johnson or the, or Sweat. And this defense. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We, we, I mean, back to, back to the Lions game, Cole Komet, man, that, that Popeyes, the Sailor Man muscle catch, man, that was, that was incredible, man. That was, that was absolutely amazing. Love to see that. You know, it was, it was heartbreaking that he couldn't catch that walk in touchdown in the end zone. The ball was a little to the right, sailed on Justin a bit. And, and Cole was kind of, you know, he, he kind of probably could have turned around and caught it. Um, but you know, both of them, both of them, they know they'll hit it next time. That won't happen hey, again. Cole also is having a career year. He's he's just about 60 yards under his most yards. He's at 548, 612 was the most he's had. He's got five TDs, seven was the most he's had. He should be able to pass that. Oh, yeah. His success rate, 63.5, is highest in his career. Um, his catch percentage is 82.4. Highest in his career. Um, you know, his yards per target, 7.4, second highest in his career. Um, you know, he's just his yards after catch is almost the highest in his career at 267. I'm sure he's gonna beat that. Um these, you know, these dudes are young. Cole is what, 24, 25? Yeah, he's he's a kid. He's a kid. Cole is young, 24. Almost 26. So 24. It, he's only he's almost 25. Cole, yeah, yeah. I said DJ is 26. Oh, 20 DJ is 26. 
Jalen is 24. Justin is 24. Like, we have a young, very talented core right now. And they are sending fast. I love to see it. And and here's one thing that, that, let me toss this fact out. I've got one, two, three, four games this year where Cole caught every target. And one of them was a 10-catch game. Yeah. We caught everything thrown his direction. I don't think he has – I don't – he may have – He may. they may have counted that floated pass as his first drop of the year. That might be his first mm-hmm. drop. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just – we got to – wow. The, the, the it, talent it, we it, have there. I love, I love Cole. I love the fact that how hard he blocks on every play. Bang Cole out. blocks he some of the best defensive ends boy. in the NFL. Oh my God, Cole is—he just squares up and blocks them. It's not a oh no, you got a DN on a tight end, you're gonna get sacked or you can't run. Cole's like I'm two sixty, dog. He's as big as they are. He's as big as they are, and just as strong. Cole is a monster in every facet of the game. I love him out there being a being a security blanket for Justin, being a security blanket for Tyson. Um, he's really coming into his own, and, and it's so awesome that early in his year he had Jimmy Graham to learn from. And yes. then now he's got Mercedes Lewis. So he's had one of the best receiving tight ends and one of the best blocking tight ends in his career, like in his early formative years to really mold him as a player. And you can see it. You can see it week to week. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's great. That's great player development, honestly. Yeah. And I'm so glad that we're doing this with Cole because we really didn't with Greg when uh, Greg Olson was here. And then we should. He just wanted the heck out of Chicago. No, no. It was Mike Martz who forced him out. You remember Mike- that? Yeah, because oh, he couldn't yeah. figure out how to use him in his offense. He was yeah, like, well, my tight supposed to block. And you know, I'll never forget the fact that we have one of the most talented young tight ends in the entire NFL who, like, burns defensive. And then he goes on to Carolina and gets 1,000 yards a year, you know. To yeah. a but, so which is why we were right. Paul's again, good decision. Lock him up. Yeah. Yes, he's so young. He's so talented. Uh, I just want to see them do the same thing with DJ or not DJ, uh, Jalen. Jalen Johnson. Because boy, that boy deserves some money. Pay that man. Jalen Johnson. Because he came hey. in a couple of weeks ago talking about, I'm not trying to reset the cornerback market. Honestly, I think you can make an argument that Poles should have signed him right then and there. But since Poles didn't and was like, all right, you want to trade? Go ahead, shop around, see what people are going to offer for you. Didn't take nothing, didn't, didn't accept. People's whatever they did offer, whatever. He set the asking price dumb high. I love that. That was a great move from Poles so that nobody would come in and just third round pick. No, 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 no crap like that. But since then, he has what, three interceptions? Four interceptions. Four, One four was a pick six. Four interceptions, a pick six, a ton of passes defense. I don't think he's allowed more than three catches in a game. Dude, his day. pass coverage, he has, his average yards dude. per target is 4.9. Yeah. His, his a motivational tactic. He's, he's only given already up 246 best. yards. All year. All year long. In the so, year. But but from polls, from polls to tell a guy who's already proven he's one of the best young corners in the game, if you want this top dollar, you got to elevate your game again. And then that's exactly what he did. What he that's did. Credit to Jalen for stepping his game up yet again for reaching that extra. What's that in Dragon Ball Z when they were when they would level up again after they was already Super Saiyan? That's what he just did. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm hey, saying? That's what his, he just did. So I right, his off. pass rating when targeted is forty seven point six. Yeah, you might as well. Who throw wants that. to throw at that mm-hmm. guy? Nobody. Nobody does. But here's the best part: Tyreek Stevenson. 
has started to play really well. Kyler Gordon has gotten way more physical at the line, has gotten way more physical in the routes. Don't forget showing- our fifth rounder. Yeah, I'm getting there. Terrell Smith is back for mono. He took a while to kind of get up to speed, but he really hit the ground running. Um, you know, I don't think he played all the snaps in that first game. He was back, I think it was Minnesota. But then since then, he has been playing a lot more, and he has been super, super reliable. Brisker has excelled because all of the coverage around him has improved. He is allowed to just do him. And Brisker has, what, an interception, a sack. He had a 17-tackle game against the against the Lions. What? 17 tackles from safety? What? That's a Brian Erlacher number. Right. Right. What? So uh, this team, this secondary has really started to gel. I think I think it's, it can only get better from here. These and, guys. And don't forget, we have to mention we signed a guy and paid him as they said, hey, they're paying him Miles Garrett money. We signed a guy in Sweat who was we already had a good run stopping defense, and we made sure we didn't hire a guy that would make it worse, who would make it better. Mm-hmm. But our, what he's brought to the pass defense, we've increased by more than a. Uh, a sack a game we've uh, increased the number of picks is through the roof and we are hitting the quarterback more than ever all right because we signed sweat and he is busting it up with that being said jalen johnson has allowed what 240 less than 250 yards all year right in a year he might be he might be the lowest of any cornerback that like has played X number of snaps, probably more than just a couple of games, like a guy that plays every snap. 660 snack snaps this year. Yeah. Like he's only given up 240. He's not given up a half yard a snap. Insane. Insane. <laughs> Think about that. Right. Now, Less than now, a half yard a snap. <laughs> before Sweat got here, our pass rush was non existent didn't exist non-existent sweats ain't, ain't been here but what three four weeks something like that four, four weeks so that being said that makes the case that jalen is the best cornerback on the planet because his his stats were already good before sweat showed up they were good yeah two of his picks already they were good before he got here and now that he's here he's taking his game to another planet now that he has a pass rush you can't look his way without the ball just kind of like pulling out of your hand like Harry Potter like it's trying to just fly straight towards his like I, you can't you can't go to that side of the field it's it's Namdi Asimov vibes that's what it's giving me but but with more interceptions which has been his Achilles heel could but but it's been his Achilles heel because he's had no pass rush basically his whole career either Khalil Mack was injured I think the one year he had a pass rush he was injured for most of the year that was the year to uh Robert uh Robert Quinn had 18 sacks for us yeah. and, and Jalen was injured for most of that year so this has been by far his breakout season um, and really shown that. He, he he might be the best corner in football. So do you pay him top hey, of market? Now, do, you, do, you one stat, do you let him reset the market? That's the question. The one step, before I answer that, the one stat that he hasn't hit, his rookie year, he had 15 pass defenses. He's only got nine right now. So he's going to have to work to beat they that. They throwing at him. His rookie year, hey, they threw like 60 times at him. If you throw the ball at Jalen Johnson 60 times, he's gonna have 10 picks. It's not probably not a bright decision. What's that? Well, how many targets? How many times has he been targeted? If you look targeted. at it, um, so eh, I'm not seeing that as a total. Let me yeah, see. That. I don't see a total mm-hmm. number of targets. Jalen Johnson targeted. Oh, okay. I found it. I found it. 
His rookie year, they were targeted 78 times. This year, he's been targeted 50. So he's going to hit near there. He's not going to get to 78, but he'll probably get to 65 times yeah, when he's targeted. And he, will, and he will get more. He will get double-digit pass breakups. Oh, yeah. He's at nine. And he probably will have another pick by the end of the year. I would be surprised if he couldn't manage. I think one of the things that Paul's made okay. a sentence with Montez Sweat is when he walked in, if you have proven you're worth it and you continue to show it, I'll pay you. Yep. Yep. He yep. made that he made that sentence with sweat. But but you gotta prove it. And Jalen is proving it. Oh yeah. Polls ain't gonna pay you if you haven't proved it. And he's also not gonna get silly. Like I love Roquan, but Roquan's it wasn't Roquan's talent that was the problem. It was his crazy negotiating. <laughs> Let's just tell the truth, you know, because you can't deny his talent and you can't uh, deny his leadership. But no, that, not at all. Not at all. I, look, the Roquan's polls is not going to do insanity negotiation. He's not. Yeah, yeah. He's a businessman. You, you know, like I mean, no, I'm I no, still- I'm not paying seventeen million dollars for that Ferrari. It's brand new. It's impossible that it's worth that. I would love. I would love to have Roquan still be. Oh, yeah, for sure. I would would take Roquan over Tremaine. I would love to have Roquan back in the building. Obviously, that's not going to happen. But 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 Tremaine is starting to play like a Bears linebacker. Tremaine is getting Tremaine is getting his feet under him. That's great. TJ Edwards has been phenomenal. TJ Edwards is phenomenal. TJ Edwards is starting to play like a Bears linebacker. He is popping, folks. He was just tackling people before. Now he's hitting like he's a Bears linebacker. He's he's run. He's 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 comfortable now. I think he's starting to get comfortable, get his feet, and and know where he's supposed to be and what he's supposed to be doing all the time. That lets him play fast. That lets him play physical. And we're seeing the Tremaine Edwards we expected to get. Uh, now now that being said, like with the whole situation with Roquan, I think Roquan is worth a hundred million dollars. Personally, I'm I'm not disagreeing with that. I think with the market, the difference being, if you give Jalen a hundred million dollars, that's that quarterback, that's a premium position, and I think that's where Poles drew the line, is that he's not giving that much single, that much money in a single contract to a position that is not a premium position. I don't think it had anything to do with the fact that it was Roquan himself or even his negotiating, because you saw we got we're we're paying three linebackers. Less total money than what we paid Roquan. Yeah, what we offered him that he turned down. <laughs> well, we offered him some some stuff with some de-escalators, and I don't know if I like that. That's, I yeah, I, de-escalators are pretty wild. Usually, escalators are like if you want to offer somebody something and be like, hey, I don't know what you're gonna do. I would be like, let me give you ninety million with escalators to hundred. You know what I'm saying? Like if you if you want to do it, do it that way. De-escalators, I don't mess with that. Ooh, sorry, but. Long story short, pay Jalen. If he wants twenty million a year, give him twenty million. Hey, the other thing because in four years, let me interrupt you with this. He's twenty-four. In four years, he's not going to be the top-paid corner anymore. He's still going to be young. Could still be at that same level of play because he's so young and so good already. He could. That was the other thing. Roquan was Roquan's young man. He's twenty-five. Yeah. So, but but Tremaine. Has three picks in the last five games. Yes, yes, he does. 
And that's, yeah. and that's why we swapped to Tremaine is because of his coverage skills. That's why we wanted him. Because yeah. Roquan, that was where he kind of struggled. You know, Roquan, you know, guys would go up the seam and Roquan would be head on the guy with his hands up like this, but not getting his head around. They caused some pass interferences. He missed some easy picks. That was Roquan's like Achilles heel in coverage. Maybe, maybe with coach, because in Baltimore, he's been good at keeping his head around and, and getting his hands on the ball more. He still is not getting a lot of picks, but his coverage has been better. So hey, look at this. Tremaine's got a career year in picks already. Uh, he's not going to reach his pass deflection. His best pass deflections was rookie at 12. He's only got five. So he's, he's not going to reach that. But he can keep building his career year in interceptions. Um, and he's probably going to hit 100 tackles again. He hits 100 every year. I, I can't. He's got 83 and he's got four games. I can't he, imagine he him not hitting 100. And he spent some um, time out. And he missed, like, all the training camp. So Yeah, yeah. So, I, I like yeah. Tremaine. I think Tremaine is a great linebacker to continue our tradition of great linebackers. Uh, that being said, T.J. Edwards might be better. T.J. Edwards is a beast. T.J. Edwards is a beast. Man. It's crazy. I mean, you're looking at we're just we're starting. We went from having a you know not a lot to we're 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 going to be in a comedy of riches. An embarrassment of riches. Bose is doing his job rebuilding his roster. It looks it looks devastatingly good. Now let's let's look ahead just a couple of days because we got Cleveland coming up. Injured Cleveland team. Joe Flacco starting, but still maybe the top defense in the NFL. You got Miles Garrett. You got Dalvin Tomlinson. You got uh, uh, Denzel Ward at corner. You got Greg Newsom, a first round pick at the other cornerback. Um, I think their safety, Grant Delpit, is injured, but they got Juan Thornhill, a Super Bowl champion with the Chiefs, uh, as his backup. So, like, uh, you know, JOK, uh, Azuzu Koromoa, the linebacker, safety hybrid kind of guy, he, he's their rover. He plays all over the field. Um, man, like, I, that's a tough team. That's a tough challenge for us to go against. Obviously, their offense, you would think, is not that good, but Joe Flacco – through 300 yards and three touchdowns last week coming off of his couch. So, I mean. Hey, two things. Number one, I think that our offensive line has to remember what they did to Justin and what the, what was allowed by a Bears offensive line. Some of those guys are playing again. They yeah. need to go break Miles Garrett. I don't want him to actually break him, but they need to break his spirit, right? Smith. We need to we need yeah. a game plan for Miles Garrett. Because last we time we didn't have one, we had no game plan. It was like, uh, J Jason Peters, yo, I know you just got off your couch last week, uh, but go block Miles Garrett, and it was it did not go well. We need to win. Now, here's a benefit. Sweat ate Wright's lunch when they first met when Sweat was a commander. He, 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 he had Montez. Oh, Darnell Wright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Guess what? Guess who? Montez had to practice. I mean, Wright had to practice against. Sweat. He should be ready. I don't know if he's ready yet. That's a tough assignment for any time. It's Braxton a tough Jones, assignment. Braxton Jones is probably going to handle Miles Garrett most of the game, but he might be moving around because Darius Smith can play both sides of the line as well. They're going to move him around, especially if Braxton has a good game. They're going to move him around. If, if Sweat is over there, we have to be recognizing that at the line. We have to be checking our protections. You mean constantly. Garrett? 
or yeah, yeah, sorry, Garrett. If Garrett's over there. We have to we have to be recognized and checking our protection. Yep. We have to be moving to help. We have to be chipping with running backs every play. These are all things that Getsy's offense does not do well. These are details that I always notice are missing when we talk about Luke Getsy's offense. And I need and, to and see them. Have to, this we week. have to win this battle on the offensive front. Yeah. Out of our self-respect for our team. Yeah. The the offensive line and the backs and tight ends have to, from a self-respect standpoint, say these guys aren't touching fields. They got to give him the chance to have his revenge game. Yeah, they've got it. They've got it. And, and and Fields owes them a 400-yard game. Cool. They have allowed 179 passing yards a game. Fields owes them a 400-yard game. And you know who can deliver on that? Not just, if we can just connect with Mooney, yeah, and get him over a hundred. While we don't ignore DJ Moore and Komet, it can happen. Yeah, I want to. I want to hit Mooney for seventy-five yards on the first play of the game. I would love that too. That would be fantastic. We Wait, can just we uh, can just dream that up. <laughs> you know, while you're watching Komet and Moore, thinking that's all we got, I want to hit Mooney for seventy-five. First play of the game, and come back to him a couple times a quarter after that. But then get DJ and Komet involved and say, "Hey, wake up." And, and 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 let Khalil Herbert get some of that. Yeah, and and, I, let, and this is why, and this is why, like because the offensive design that's capable with just DJ and Mooney is nice because Moon is a good, he's a good receiver, he's fast, good breaks, really good hands. Uh, Moon is a good receiver. Don't get me wrong, but if you add a third threat to this offense, and this is and this is something that Aaron Rodgers struggled with even in Green Bay, when he didn't have a third receiver to throw to behind Devontae and Alan Lazard. Like, that's why he was petitioning to get Randall Cobb back because this offense needs a good slot to make it go. You need to have a guy that can work that slot, that can work the middle, that can that can really carve up defenses underneath as well to really to really kickstart it. And that's, that's a limitation. I, I think they're going to struggle to get DJ open against this defense. I think they really are. Because Denzel Ward is a fantastic corner. Greg Newsom has come a long way since he he struggled his rookie year, but he's come a very long way since then as a as a as a corner, and he could really hold his own with some good receivers. Well, and, I want to see somebody stop DJ Moore because I haven't seen it yet. No, they're not the only person stop. that's the only, <laughs> the only person that stopped DJ Moore is Luke Getzey. Yes, that is true. When, when he Luke, stopped throwing him the ball, he doesn't throw him the ball exactly. No, right. I, I I agree, and I hope we don't go back to this BS Minnesota game plan. That's what I really hope we don't see. I, I don't I think play. so because Flus was play. calling for more shots downfield. Yeah. So so when your boss says do it, like this is what your quarterback do does. This is what Justin is built for: is see a guy downfield, see a guy downfield that's got an inch of separation, that's got you know a, a one good step, and put the ball where only he can catch it. And and Fields does that so fantastically well, maybe better than any other quarterback in the NFL, say just a, a very, very select few. He puts the ball in incredible locations downfield, incredible locations with regularity and precision. And 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 if we don't let him do that, he will never we be need, the guy we need him to be. We have to this week, this the, week we need we to have, have at least eight deep shots. Yes. To, especially just to back it, it, them up. Just at least up. connections, eight deep connections. I don't know about you had the beautiful shot with Komet downfield 
You've had so much. We we that's gotta cool. get shots quarter. I like that's that's cool. That's enough for me. I but if you have eight deep shots in a game, I guarantee you them them corners ain't sitting at the line of scrimmage. They're not. And then that means that that means Herbert and Foreman and and Johnson are gonna and get there. Deep. That means Justin can work the underneath. That means Justin can escape the pocket. That means they can't contain as well when they don't have that athletic defender there. Like uh, you have to push deep with Justin. And you know our boys on that line, they eat it, they eat at IHOP, they're gonna be pancaking mugs. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean Alvin Thompson is a hell of a run server. That's gonna be a really nice matchup watching in the interior with him, with uh Tevin Jenkins, with Nate Davis. I really am looking forward to see how Dalvin Tomlinson uh fares against those guys because that's gonna be a real big test for, for Big Tail. But I, I really think we're gonna tear Flacco up. Yeah, oh yeah. For sure. He's I, not I, mobile at all. Very He's confident. Not going to be able to get away. It's all going to be for him a race to get the ball out. And if you race to get the ball out against Jalen Johnson, yeah, that's going to be tough. And, and making a mistake. Amari Cooper, he's very good, but he is not the receiver he used to be. So, right. but it, it, with that, even with that said, if you're trying to get that ball out in two seconds and you keep doing it on Jalen, he's going to get you. Yeah, he's yeah. going to get you. I agree, hundred percent. You know, so I mean, overall, do you think where do you think we stand in terms of like if you had to pick a a way for this game to go, you think this is gonna be a defensive game? Do you think this is gonna be a shootout? Like, how do you think this goes? Because I, it's I, I like don't a know points game. wise how it's gonna be, but it's gonna be a war. It's gonna be a bloodbath. Yeah, this yeah, is gonna be a bloodbath. That's the right word. Because I, I could see I could see a lot of scores opening up on this. I could see I could see a lot of because it's gonna be such a tight, tough contested game. Um. That's that's typically the ones where you see big plays break it. It is, it is it is going to be a bloodbath. It is going to be hard hitting and mean. Um, what do you see for the season? What is your expectation for these final four games? I I think we have the perfect storm to win out. We are the most well rested team in football. One, uh, we have the most the most nine game weeks because we had i think two or three thursday games uh and then we had our bye week that was positioned really nicely for us uh so i, I think i think we can i think we can definitely come in here and be the the fresher team the more ready team the more aggressive team the question is where are we going to be on discipline that's i think what's going to determine for me because last week we really were really good with penalties but the last couple of games have been not so great on that front is really all season. And this is one thing I've, I've been hitting flus for because last year we were a very disciplined team. Even though we were terrible, we didn't make a lot of like dumb mistakes to set ourselves back. And if we can contain those penalties, if we get maybe a freaking unnecessary roughness call when somebody jumps on Justin after he gives himself up for Christ's sake, then, then that might swing the game. That could, that could be the difference. And I, you never wanted the refs, to be the reason that you win. And I'm not saying that. I'm saying. Yeah, but we want to get some calls. Like when they slam Mooney down. You know what I'm saying? We don't want our penalties to be the reason we lose. We can't shoot ourselves in the foot this week. Or the fact that they just ignored flagrant penalties against us. Yes. Yeah, that too. And, and, you know, like Tyler Gordon getting his face mask ripped off and broken, but then calling a penalty on him in Minnesota. Like like that. I was happy when they actually called the the unnecessary, unnecessary roughness uh that happened to Mooney. Yeah. Because it was clear guys standing out of bounds, you come up and blow him up. And Anzalone is dirty. We all know Anzalone is dirty. We hate him. Like he's the worst, worst 
person in Detroit. But point on the football field. I'm not saying that as a, him as a person, but on the My football field. I, I don't but like he always, always hits Justin Lay. I swear to God, he always hits Justin. And then he and then he waves to the rope, like, oh, 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 no. Yes, you did. We know you don't. Yeah, so the point is, uh, if we can if we can be disciplined, this game, the games going forward, if we can continue just hitting our details, making sure that we're moving fast, playing fast, I think we can we can easily run the table on these guys. The Cardinals are not a great roster. The the Falcons have no real definition at quarterback. We should not be allowing Desmond Ritter to carve us up. Like they got some talent around their roster for sure. But that's not a team we should lose to. We should, yeah. That's that's the half of their roster is the old Bears. So if we're not better than them, that tells us something. That's a problem. That's a problem. Yeah, that tells us something about ourselves. So that's a that's an issue. And then it comes down to Green Bay at week 18. Yeah, and, and I, I'm going to say this. And, boy, I hope we layeth the smacketh down because – We need to. We need to. But but you know what? We have been intimidated by Green Bay, and we have not played our game against Green Bay in a long, long time. This is the same thing that I'm saying about Cleveland. We need to go make a physical statement against Cleveland and a physical statement against Green Bay. And I think this is the right group to do it. I think so too. I think, I think we are. And if we do, I'm going to, I'm going to go three and one in these last four. I'm going to go three and one in these last four is I think what will happen. I would love to see us win out. I feel like if we went out and we make the playoffs, we deserve to be there and we are a threat. I don't care if you are the top seed. Hey, the only top seed that 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 we haven't been able to handle, even when they were at their stride, is Dallas. We fought Philadelphia tooth and nail when they went to the Super Bowl. I mean, we, we still, annihilated we, San we Francisco Dallas or whatever it was. Like we we, it's not like we didn't score on Dallas. Right? Yeah, but but we gave up like fifty. That was that was nasty. Yeah, but our that defense was, was non-existent. It was non-existent. Yeah, but I'm just saying. We didn't. We weren't in the fight against Dallas, but I mean, I think let us let's get there. You know what I mean? If if we win four in a row, we're making a statement about who we are. We want we we've got a character win that we have to do in the Browns, and we got a character win that we have to do in Lambeau. And if we win that, we deserve to be in the playoffs, and we are a playoff caliber team, and yeah. we're coming for somebody. I think I think we are a playoff caliber team. I think we're peaking at the right time. We're we're really hitting our stride in December, not in September, which is I guess what everybody expected. Or Lions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we're hitting our stride at the right time. We're healthy. We're hungry. Uh, obviously, Yannick losing him for the rest of the year hurts. Uh, having him across from uh, Montez Sweat was really starting to pay some some real big dividends. Um, somebody's got to step up. Somebody, somebody has to step up. up there. Somebody has to step up there and take advantage of those opportunities that are going to come. And unique as an expiring contract, man, if somebody steps up and can get three I sacks. Gonna be, I, think it's gonna be I think it's going to be Demarcus Walker. If anybody steps up, he's the dude to do it because we paid him a lot of money. He's he's a, a physical strong edge as well. Um, and and I think he really needs to to collapse that pocket from the okay. other side. He needs to get in there and get some QB hits and, and get three sacks in these last four games. Prove Wonderful. that we don't need Yannick. 
that would be that would be wonderful. I love Unique. You know, credit to him. He he fought. Um, he's been a warrior for us all season long, especially against the run, which people clowned him for for no reason whatsoever. Uh, right. He's been a, he's been a beast, and uh, uh, credit to him. But man, it hurts to lose him for the season. Uh, but yep. as far as the defense goes, man, I'm I'm really confident in this group. I think they can shut down all four of the offenses that are left. Uh, Jordan Love doesn't scare me. No, Jordan Love is not scary, but you've got to get to him. You can't let him yeah. just sit there. Yes, you cannot let him sit back. But if you can take away the underneath, his deep shots are so inaccurate. So inaccurate. Like, he just chucks that ball up on a wing and a prayer, dude. And that's that's the best thing about him is that, like, yeah, sure, his underneath game is actually kind of decent. But that's all he has. That's all he has. He, he is at best a game manager. So uh, I, don't, I don't really respect Jordan Love. Um, I don't really respect a lot of what we're about to go up against in terms of in terms of the overall level of talent compared to the Bears. I think we have the talent advantage. Obviously, it's the NFL. Anybody can win any given Sunday. There is never, there is never a game that you can that you can walk in expecting to win. But I expect our guys to battle. I expect our guys. We, we, to I love the attitude these dudes have. I love the way that they. They fight and claw and scratch to the last man, especially these last few weeks since Justin has been back. They love that kid. They fight for that kid with all their hearts. Yep. And that's and that's what you need. That's hey, you need. let's roll. Let's I'm roll. So ready. I'm so let's ready. Roll. I'm, 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 I'm ready. Let's roll. Man, I saw us get demolished in Kansas City. It's time for it's our turn. Yeah, it's I'm going to be up at like 3 a.m. for this Bears game in, in England uh, to watch it. I'm going to have to get a stream. Uh, from overseas or something, but uh, man, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be watching along, and then hopefully, man, it would be great if when I'm in Chicago the week after, that's uh that's Cardinals week, right? Uh, yep, yep. Yeah, hopefully, if I'm in Chicago the week after, I could be there for Let's that. Let's do it. Fantastic, if we can go. Um, so yeah, I'm ready, man. I'm, I'm psyched for the rest of this year. I'm psyched for the potential playoff run. It's so great to talk it's about meaningful football <laughs> in December. In December. Uh, in December. It hasn't felt like this in so long. Man, so long. 20, 2018. I love it, man. It's been a while. It's been a while. Hey, I'm Uncle. I'm Son. Nephews out there scouting other teams and stealing their uniforms so they can't even. Son, he's recording, he's recording their uh, their audibles. You know, For sure. For sure. Well, we're talking bears. We're talking bears. Let's go. All right. Cool. Hey.